remember when Mick Hucknell trained with us? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember the night before the battle. You struggle against him. <laughs> Someone get to Mick. <laughs> well, Stevie lifted the trophy. I'm not on any picture. I'm at the back, stretching my calf. And you see, like, players have only played Jesus, two games. Jamie. Like, the thing is, Jake, he's doing all that, but, like, the ball's not even there yet. So even when they're walking over, I can go like that. And he... <laughs> I've just come up with a TV concept. The four of us are going to go in. A manager club. You can. Who's what role? Who's the manager? Who's what? Yeah, yeah, let's get that right. What's my role? <laughs> <laughs> These <laughs> roles. <laughs> oh, the sweets are out. The mini rolls, brilliant. Yeah. Probably gonna have three today. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have one. You're only gonna have one. This is the one. Oh, this is the one. What are we doing now? We're talking about something about the European. I like that quiz we did. What was the European one we did? The European this Cup winners. Remember, it was like Red Star, yeah, Belgrade. Oh, Story of Bucharest and all that. I thought Monaco, for some, I just saw no. the red and white cap. I thought it was Monaco. It weren't Monaco. Yeah. Porto beat him. Yeah. That's Marino's. it, Mourinho's Porto. I played in that game where he slid down the shutter line. It's a great slide, wasn't it? Were you still great knee slide. That's Tim Howard. That was Phil. Phil gave away a silly free kick and Tim parried it. I know it's a team game, but. <laughs> I was, you got I was suspended. I was suspended for that. You think about the, the ones that you missed a lot, don't you? I mean, I'm, I'm a, yeah. <clears throat> you can't help it, can you? Well, you're cutting into the show here, because the first question is what your best and worst times in Europe. Oh, wow. We're, we're talking about them now, aren't we? So let's just let's crack on with it while we're getting this done. I'm sorting out my dates for some holidays as yes, well. Yes, please. <laughs> the mini retirement game. Yeah, I need to relax. I like your cool, yeah, your cool ones. Cool. It's really cool, eh? It's nice, eh? Yes. You just like, I was skiing the other night, it was like, yeah. No big deal. Yeah. It's really cool. Thank you. <laughs> Are there raspberry? Thank you very much. Sorry, I don't understand. Sorry, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Sorry. understand him. I've not understand him for 25 years, yeah. Siri. <laughs> These are amazing, aren't they? Very nice. Jesus yeah, Christ, they're, they're off, so yeah. good. I need to cut back. I love you. On my chocolate intake. We had a lot of bad ones. We were in the Champions League every single season, and I'm going to run through them all now with you. Are you, Gary? Wow. Are you? Yeah. Oh. Gothenburg. Ah, oh, you're going back. That's the 80s, surely. Galatas. One sec, Gary. <laughs> proper intro. We've had a proper intro for the last four months. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right, here we go. Right. Welcome to Stick to Football, brought to you by Skybet. And this week, we're going to hand the show over to you. It's your community questions, and I'm joined by Roy, Ian and Cara. And the first are related to the Champions League, because it's nearly back with us. What are your best and worst moments playing in Europe with your club? Oh, the worst. We had a lot oh. of bad ones. Oh, I'm not, I'm not going to enjoy Le this chat. It's, I don't like looking back. Do you remember that, that journey? Barcelona in the new camp. Did you play? Well, I was out there. 4 0. Yeah. But again, Gary, let's get. Gotham, remember, put on about the Champions League. For, going back to the time when we were involved, you had to win the league. Mm. And then when we were in it, the first, it was knockout. And we couldn't play our strongest team because of the European rule. Do you remember? Those players oh, had yeah. to be left out, isn't that? I was benefiting from it. Mm. I was on the bench or playing. Yeah. So that game in Barcelona, there was a few lads missing one day. There was a few. Didn't put Schmeichel in goal, did he? Is that right? Was it? Yeah. yeah. He, he wanted. Yeah. His, I think Fergus said he wanted his best sort of ten players on right. the pitch, so he was the one who sacrificed. You could play your strongest team, but again, if you were just talking about that game, oh, Barcelona were brilliant. To be fair, Stoichkov. Oh my! I've never seen anything Romario. like that. Romario. Yeah. Romario and Stoichkov. Oh my God! A few times, there's a few teams I've played against, and generally it was either Barcelona or Real Madrid. No other team has done it to me where you doubt. I agree. Yeah. That you're. How good you're you are. Good enough. Yeah. 
Yeah. Juventus a little bit in the no, early days. No, no, no. I never had it with the Italian teams because they, that was kind of a physical challenge. But yeah. with the Spanish teams, even the so-called Leicester Spanish, technically they'd keep the ball and you were like chasing. You're like, particularly Barca and Real. When they were in the zone and they had the top players, you were like all the best getting the ball back. They were That night, Barcelona, <coughs> I'm going to say I touched the ball four times and that was in the warm-up. We just couldn't, cool. we couldn't get near them, could we? No. It was four and we were delighted it was four. What, what, what was I, as was at the time? It was it was the, the cup winners' cup for me, and we was playing. And uh, who was it? I think um, we ended up. Obviously, we ended up winning it. But I remember Palmer, uh, um, Paris Saint Germain. Did you um, get suspended in the semi final? Yeah, yeah. That was, the, that was what I was going to say. That's my worst. That was my worst. Suspended a lot, weren't you? you, said, <laughs> what you said, what, why'd you why'd you go in there, gal? I wasn't I wasn't suspended a lot. I think you were. Yeah, to be honest, I was suspended <laughs> a lot. But like, I remember that game because obviously I got I got um, second booking in the, the Paris Saint Germain. But they were they were so good because they had. Who was playing for them then? then? Zanola, George Ware up front, Valdo, and even with um, Palmer. When we beat, when we beat Palmer, I think it was an underrated um, Arsenal yeah. victory that one because I think when Palm that year when we beat we beat Palmer, Palmer beat Ajax in the semi final, and obviously Ajax went and won the Champions League the next year, beating AC Milan. Um, it was like so tough. That's where I think the one 0 to the Arsenal came from. That was. Well, it wasn't football again. But when you were like <clears throat> Arsenal was a strong English team, it was when you started going and you still didn't know too much about, you know, Barcelona. Yeah. You're still going into the unknown. Parma. You're still going. We're the best team in England. Or we're Man United. We're a good team. And then all of a sudden you play against these teams. I mean, we honestly, I, I, AC honestly, I, I, I think when you play. The the, the the Bayern Munichs, the Real Madrids, the Milans, and all these teams. I would argue, honestly, at times I've had tougher games in the early rounds of the UEFA Cup because when you play them teams, everyone's up for it, the crowd's up yeah. for it, you know who the players are, you've got to, you might have played against them international level. I remember the early rounds of the UEFA Cup. I remember we won the UEFA Cup in 2001. The first game we played was against a team called Stour Bucharest. Mm. Oh my God! <laughs> they were all that bit. Everyone was quick and shouting. You're like, Jesus. you're supposed to beat them three or four nil, and you're like, honest. Yeah. I think I think we won one nil at home and drew away nil nil, and it was the first round. And I always say, the early rounds of the UEFA Cup are so tough because of you going to sort of that Eastern Bloc. It's just and, and the crowd's not as up for it. You think you should win easy. We we, we had tougher games. We played tra- running track around the. Yeah, field. it's just the floodlights I mean, aren't working. Um, you know what I mean? You're like, I remember oh. in the cup was we played we played against um, Auxerre at France and they had a player in midfield called Quarantine Martins. I've never seen anyone as good as that. I, I couldn't understand how he wasn't at mm. somewhere else. Martin Keown was doing a man, man market job with him. It was like, it was, it was, it was, That's he was why he toying with so him. Good. That's why he looks it so was, good. He was toying with him. Yeah. It was like Geppetto <laughs> and Pinocchio. It was, he was toying with him. You're yeah. just watching him and you think to yourself, this guy is yeah. unbelievable. You know, and I remember when we played, we had to play, um, we played um, AC Milan when they had the, the team, that same team. Because remember they were, was it 94, when they hammered Barcelona. Yeah. That was the, how great they were. We played that team with Desai, Boban. Um, who was manager? It wasn't Capella. It was Capella manager mm, of that team? That, yeah, yeah. What do I mean? can't remember who the manager was. But it was, it was um, Massaro was up front, um, Baresi at the yeah, back yeah. with Maldini. And that, but you know who it was? Well, you know, like you say, you see... Yeah, players, but you must have scored, right? You must, no? no, they disallowed it. Right. I got disallowed. I was devastated. But like, you know when you say you play against... Um, teams and you think, wow, they, yeah. they, they're born to do it. Boban was uh, unbelievable. Oh, oh yeah, fuck it out. It was Man. just like you're, you're almost like no one could get near. He was, he was quick. He was one touch. He was, 
He was running off the... It was like... This is unbelievable. It's, it's funny, you know, because you, you say you're playing them games and you think, you know, we've all played those games where you think you're out your depth, don't you? You, you? you sit back in the dressing room and think, wow. I actually had more of them in the Premier League than in, in Europe because I think, if I think of us with Europe, we are actually quite successful in Europe. And when we were going for the Champions League, the four best teams, or let's say the top six teams in the Champions League were always the top four from England, plus AC Milan and Barcelona. Real Madrid were having a bit of a stick. So we didn't, we didn't really have that. In Europe, in sort of my time with Julia, listen, you lost games, don't get me wrong, but that, that feeling of sort of thinking, wow, you know, sometimes I play against the Arsenal team under Wenger, you'd be like, what? Or you go to Old Trafford and get beat 3-0, you'd be like, what whoa. That, you just never felt like you were in the game or you could, you could get near to anyone. I didn't quite have that in Europe, because Europe for Liverpool, is just, it's just like, you feel that's, yeah. that's what it is, that, that's what Liverpool's about, European football, and we've always done quite well in it. And the journeys back after being beaten in Europe, oh. torture, aren't mm. Going to the airport. I know. You're the one, so you're the one you get back to the airport at 2, 3 in the morning, <laughs> you, you forget which level you've parked your car on. <laughs> <laughs> and you're walking around the car park, oh. pressing your button up in the lights flash. <laughs> it's like, honestly, yeah. the amount of times it happened to me. I, and even now, I take a picture of the floor that I'm on if I go away and park my car. The amount of times you... So what was the bad ones for United? Because oh, what I would one, say one. about United, obviously, the, the domination that you had in the, prem, in the Premier League, but then I think of what other teams did in that era, sort of like a Milan, mm. Real Madrid lately, uh, going back sort of Liverpool, you think of Ajax. Man United never had that domination in Europe mm. that I think you probably should have, considering how dominant you were. Yeah. What seen is you won two Champions League, but they were so far apart from mm. each other, it wasn't like an era of... Oh, we definitely, Jamie, we definitely, like, if you look back and we separated, we definitely left a few games go by, but that's yeah, isn't yeah. that football anyway? We uh, can all sit here and go, this game slipped by Dortmund. Porter. By Porto, Dortmund, Porto, Leverkusen, Leverkusen, uh, Leverkusen. Be, Monaco. Monaco. No, no, you can't win them all. This, yeah. What I'm saying is, all for, I, I, honestly, Dortmund. Yeah, teams United should win. The, the, the Dortmund one, I always remember the Dortmund one because I think Eric retired, didn't he? Yeah, that summer, yeah. I think there's almost, well, a few, I think it was like a week or so late, it felt like. Yeah, but that's, and, yeah, it's good, towards the end of the season. Yeah, obviously. and it was yeah. like, it just felt like a yeah. big downer. Like a, oh. And the problem was, there were times where we would get knocked out of the Champions League quite a lot, quarter semis. Mm. And it would actually dampen the league success a little bit because you still were carrying over from sort of like the, the oh, yeah. loss in the Champions League. I mean, the Monaco one when Trezeguet... I can still now feel the silence when Trezeguet scored for Monaco. He sh shot from like 30 yards. Yeah. Unbelievable goal. And just the worst feeling, I think, in football at Old Trafford I ever had was when a, a European team scored. Yeah. Because it was eerie. Yeah. Mm. It's not real, is it? It's not, it's like surreal. It's like, because you knew an away goal counted double and you were done. What was it like? Do you know what I mean? That yeah. feeling, it's like, oh. Leverkusen and Porto for me. The Leverkusen game is the one that's still, that's the one I sit I broke there. my foot in the first game of that. And after 20 minutes, Zeroberto was playing against me. The, the, the Leverkusen one, I would probably say, we, right up there because We'd won the UEFA Cup the year before. We're in the Champions League for the first time. We're playing Leverkusen, obviously a good team. What, what, Ballock, what round were you playing them in? We played them in the quarters oh. before. You was that the Ballack side? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ramelow yeah. was playing, mm, uh, Schneider. Zeroberto. Zeroberto. Lucio was at the back. Yeah. But it was still a team that you think you can win. And yeah. we won 1-0 at home. And at that time, we weren't amazing attacking-wise, but we always had this feeling, that because we, we'd done it the year before, we could go anywhere and get a clean sheet. Mm. We're just we're going to boom. Yeah. What we've got... No away goal against us. We go there, we go 1 0 down and then score to make it 1 1. You're thinking, we're okay. End up losing the game 4 2 and going out. But it was when, I think it still happens now, we knew we would be playing you or whoever you were playing in the quarter. 
And don't get me wrong, you were a better team than us. You were winning the league. But it was that spell, if you remember, on Gerard Hurley. I think we beat you four or five times in a row. So even though you were going for the league, it was still like, we've sort of got United's number here. Yeah. And yeah, we didn't, I, want, you, we didn't <clears throat> want you that. Yeah. Yeah. Did, we beat, did we beat Deportivo in the quarter? Yeah. But I remember they, they, they them were. beating you in the... You played them in the group, because I remember that Deportivo. They were a good team then. Oh, my God. They were, they were Valeron. Good. They were good. Oh. Yeah, he was brilliant. France. Yeah. yeah. I was playing against France. Fran was about 50. Fran was 56. <laughs> right. Okay. He was a bit heavy in his belly. He was like the same shape as you, wasn't he? <laughs> oh, he was. He was like, yeah. short. And... I couldn't get near him. It's like, he was the first player I played against properly. I mean, Del Piero was a little bit like, do you know when you're a right back and you're playing here, but then the player goes and plays in the hole there, the uh, pocket, you and you think, do, do I go in there? Because the left back's going yeah. round. And he's like, oh, yeah, it was horrible. There's a couple that stick in my mind, and I'm going to say this very, because for, for legal reasons, I think there were a few teams that we played against that weren't clean. I thought we thought it at the time. What were they too? What were they too pumped up? They were too pumped. Must be the Italian teams. Honestly, the, I, I remember yeah. the mean gigs in the mid two thousand. What around the side? Do you think I We were fit. Teams. We were fit. When we played certain teams. I would be walking off, and I'd be you're absolutely shattered. Mm. And I, again, I remember it. And I'd be looking at players I played against. A couple of Italian teams. You what? And they looked like they'd not even yeah. played a match. Yeah. yeah. That, honestly, I, I genuinely and I look back now and I think the sort of. The stuff that. Well, why can't we talk about that? Are we not? Well, you, you, I, I don't know. I mean, you can't accuse people of. But what I'm saying to you. Just have. We're not naming names or no, We're not naming clubs. No, but my point is, I think that when you look back, when you look back now, what came out after in cycling yeah, yeah, and other yeah, sports yeah. and doctors, and then you think. And, and we thought we thought at the time there were things that like that. I'm sorry, physically, we, yeah. we we were fit. We we weren't drinkers. We were fit. We were. That's not right. Mm. There's something not right. I came off a pitch against an Italian team once. That's not right. That's not right. I'm sorry. And I know that a couple of the other lads, mid two thousands, thought exactly the same thing. And I, that, that to me is something that sort of yeah. No, no, there's well, no excuses. Italian clubs video, were yeah. investigated for all that. I think there was a coach over there called uh, Zeman. Yeah. Remember he, he managed. Beep. Sort of... No, 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 no. No, he, no, he, he was the one who People know about he, this. Guy. No, no, no. He, he was, he was the one who said, said it. it. <laughs> no, he said it. He yeah. accused clubs over there, and it was like a big investigation. He was saying. In, in Italian yeah. football, yeah, he named right. two or three clubs who were saying, what's going on behind the scenes here isn't right. And Yeah, it wasn't right. And I just think, that, 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 to, be, to be fair, that, those moments I think were bad, but the, we had some, were we naive? I just, I look back now and I think of sometimes of the, the way in which we approach games, because we were just attack work, we would literally go for yeah, it. And the, yeah, but... You think about sometimes, if we, you know, I wonder whether like, we, we all come together, I don't even know the manager thinks it. Like, you look back at, say, those games, is Dortmund, Monaco, Leverkusen. Yeah, we never uh, changed our shape, our, our mindset, really. It was about... He changed a little bit, didn't he, in 2001-2, when, when he brought Rude up front and put Scholes yeah. there and, and you and Veron a bit deeper or whatever. That, that was a change where he said, right, we need to get three in midfield in Europe. Yeah. The signing of Veron was to get that three in midfield to become more compact. But, but you, you say that, listen, you know better than me, but yeah. I actually think the late 90s, I remember it was a big thing that it was like Cantona doesn't do it in Europe. Mm. And he used to play Cantona yeah. up front on his own a lot. I remember, and so he was going through in midfield, I think, probably late 90s. I remember yeah. at the time, it was like Cantona, oh, he's not a centre, there was none of that false nine stuff, yeah. and it was like, you're either a centre forward or, you know, and it was like, Cantona's not a centre forward, and out now, striker. Yeah. I, I remember that late 90s, do, you tried that. Do you know what I think about Eric, and it's something, I, to be fair, I don't speak about Eric a lot, but when I think, I was, we, were, we were so young then, we were 20, 21 when Eric was there, but I, when I think the pressure and the responsibility and accountability he would take if we didn't win in Europe, I felt like he was he would carry that pressure. Do you feel that? Like I felt that he literally 
it, it was abnormal because he'd won the in that season when he came back and he scored all those goals yeah. to win us the league. He almost felt like he had to do that. I think in Europe. Yeah, but that's good. Well, that's what you. Yeah, I'm saying it was unbelievable. Really. Yeah. The way in which he assumed that I, sort of like. I, I, I always think that because he's such a legend for United, and then after he went, United went on to win, you know, Champions League, and then later on with Rooney and Ronaldo. But he had that situation where he, he obviously fell out with, I think it was Gerard Huguet. So he, he never really had that, he never got the World Cup either, did he? Yes. In no. terms of yeah, yeah. what France did in 19. Mm. Do you think he, always, even though he's such a legend, do you think there's something where he, he didn't quite do it? Oh, international level, he, he got banned from playing by the, by the manager, but actually taking Manchester United to a European Cup. Do you think that's something, think that's as you what, say, that he really felt that? But he said at the time after he retired, after the Dortmund game, that was that was why he retired. He felt as though he couldn't, the couldn't disappointment, the pre, he, he, that was it. He'd had enough, hadn't he? He was just... He was an emotional guy like yeah. that, but that's what made him mm. a great lad. Uh, but I, I, I wouldn't look at Eric's career and look and say he missed out on that. Every player will have a, we do all analyse our careers and go, we missed mm. out on this and I missed out yeah. on that. I think what Eric did done in terms of lifting United from from where they were and getting them over the line in terms of winning the Premier League, and obviously at the time you have to win the league to compete in Europe. You know, I, I wouldn't kind of that, that doesn't tarnish. But he, but my, he, he put pressure on himself for but that. That's didn't what it? great players do yeah. and great characters do, and that's why Eric was loved. I think yeah. he enjoyed that collar up, give me the ball mm. and play for Man yeah. United, and it didn't quite work out in Europe. I agree, but I think at the time the challenges for United at the time was we couldn't honestly you couldn't play your best team. It was a knockout straight away. Mm. There's definitely more opportunities, I think, for teams and players now to win the championship. I'm not saying it's easier, far from it. But you got at the time, again again, you had to win the league and you couldn't play your strongest team. So all I I think Eric would have probably had a few hang ups about that. Of course, like us all, the stuff we look back on, but it, it wouldn't take away from what I felt what he'd done at Man United and that was he did lift the club mm. and get him over the line, first and foremost, in terms of winning league titles and uh, that's why I think United fans obviously Loved him a bit, and I love the fact he was emotional, and, and he did, he did carry a lot of that. What what, what age was when he left United? Was he thirty two? Early thirties, yeah. Was he? Yeah, and he. But I think Eric was fed up with one or two other things as well. I think off the pitch, and I think there was definitely issues with his contract, whatever. But yeah, he, I think, makes him a great, certainly a great character, and he, brilliant. Another great lad, but he was. No, he was a good guy in the dressing room, wasn't he? Yeah. Good lad to go to battle with. One of the things I'd say in terms of disappointments was the fact that we played Chelsea so often. Mm. I think there's something weird, you know. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, see, some yeah. of my greatest memories were like when we beat Chelsea in the semi-final, it's great. But we had them, we played them four times and you know, you'd rather play like a Munich or a, you know, just, it doesn't, something yeah. about yeah. playing an English it's like team in Europe. United Europe. against Chelsea in the final. Yeah. It doesn't Russia. feel right, does it? Yeah. It was a poor game, though. No. And you knew the games would take a lot more out of your emotion, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. The build-up and the pressure. And you play so in Europe more. to play against, obviously, the best European yeah. teams. But, yeah, that's just the way, the, obviously, the game was going. More English teams involved. Yeah. I, I never played against... I don't think I ever played against an English team in Europe. Ever. Played over 100 games in the Champions League, I think. But I don't think I ever played against... The, obviously, I didn't play in the final. I was injured in 2008. I don't think you would have done either. No, no. I did either, actually. Am I allowed to blow my own trumpet? Just, 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 just for the one time. Course, yeah. Just for the one time. Oh, yeah, blow just, it, yeah. Just for the one time today. Yeah. I've played more European games than any other English player in history. Wow. Well done, James. Thank you. Well done. Thanks, Rob. Congratulations, James. <laughs> That's brilliant. 150. Seriously. Play that money, yeah? Wow. Fucking wow. hell. Giggs has played more, but he's Welsh, isn't he? <laughs> 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 you played, did you play against Celtic and Rangers then? Did you have played against them? My first European game was Celtic at home. The, remember when McManaman scored the goal? The dribble at yeah. Parkhead? Yeah. I, I just got in the t I was on the bench that night and my first European game was the return of that. So we drew 2-2 there and drew 0-0 at home, went through on away goals. Oh, right. So that was my first one, Celtic. Yeah. We got beat against Celtic. The Japanese boys yeah. scored and uh, yeah. oh my god, we absolutely killed them in the first I mean killed them. 
and we just couldn't put the ball in the back of that, and they went and scored. What's, what's he called? The Japanese yeah. Na uh, Nakamura, something like that. Uh, yeah, I think it is Nakamura or something. Yeah, yeah. he's a good player, him, and he was obviously really good at set yeah. pieces. And the best and Rangers, remember we played against Rangers. Yeah, and the best that that, that row was the best Celtic. Atmosphere. Yeah. What, yeah. What the Rangers? best atmosphere yeah. I've oh, ever Celtic. seen in my life was Ibrox as the game was about to. I thought, what the fuck so. is this? Mm. I've I mean, look, Celtic was Finn loud. scored, didn't he? And Galatasaray was like, but yeah, Phil scored yeah, early on. Honestly, the, the, for the first couple of minutes, like before the game and, and when the game started, I've never seen anything like that in my life. Noise, mm. yeah. Ibrox. Honestly, yeah. it was unbelievable. Staggering. Mm. Celtic packs better atmosphere, Don. Yeah, but anyway, Phil Phil scored the winner. Nice one. Phil Neville. What had a bad game say? that night. Huh? You had a bad one. Yeah, I was playing against Peter Lovenkrantz. He was quick. Oh, how quick was he? Oh my God, he was quick. And he just kept putting it over. He'd have a lot of difficult nights. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> Every time you look at a game, yeah, I was, was cut out. Yeah, yeah. He did you go in with him? Really quick. Uh, he was quick. He was quick. So you were, you just really wanted to be up against a slow, wide player. We had problems with Fran. All the man. Because they used to go in the pocket and go with Fran man. Fran Michelin man. Over Mars. What was the best atmosphere? So you said Ibrox. I think Galatasaray was something Galatasaray, special, yeah. but I think Ibrox for noise was the bit because Galatasaray Stadium, Ali Samien Stadium, it was open. It was a bowl, but it was open. So they didn't have the sort of roof. Whereas obviously Ibrox has the roof around it. So for, for I think for nastiness and hostility, Galatasaray, and yeah. that was unbelievable. And, and Everyone always mentions Turkey and the right. I always think like Olympiacos and places like that are absolutely oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. mad. Yeah, Panathinaikos. They're yeah, in the stadium. Yeah. They're in the stadium. Yeah. Two hours before. Hours, like, they got different voice like boxes than we have or something. They've got something going on in there. <laughs> have they got microphones in the, in the inside the, <laughs> we, the heads or something? I mean, we played um, we played Torino. <laughs> we played Torino in, like in the cup, in this cup like, and I've never that, that atmosphere was amazing with the the pyrotechnic and the whistling all game. It was like deafening. You know, you when someone's here, you can't hear. It, it was deafening. Score. No, I didn't know. Do you remember we walked out in Milan, San Siro, uh, uh, to play Inter in the second leg of the quarter-final 99, and they were throwing oranges at us on the pitch? Was it? Do you remember that? You don't remember? No? Apparently the only trauma the bad players. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know, Gary, honestly. No? Oranges, yeah, weird. <laughs> it's a mad tunnel of San Siro, isn't it? Yeah, I love the San Siro. It's just so bad. Like, all the stadiums are like it now. You can drive in and you're going up underneath. But it's hey, they were decent like, amazing. Inter that time, weren't they? And I remember when we... When we got there, they all had on. It was like fucking going. What, someone they just come off a spaceship. <laughs> they all had like, in this long black coat. So when they came in, Georgia they were all, would, like, Georgia would kit them out, haven't they? Georgia Armani. We were in our two bob tracksuits and stuff. Yeah. And they had this long coat. They all fucking came in like Darth Vader. It was like it's so intimidating. Like they look smarter than you. Oh, they look it's amazing. They look awesome really good. They oh, really did look good. It was so that. intimidating. Amazing they were. It's always good to blame all them stadiums, aren't it? You, you know, you're a kid growing up watching Milan and all these, you know, these teams in the stadium. I, did you want to play the big? I, I wanted to play. I always remember when we the UEFA Cup, uh, two thousand one, the draw, and it was obviously ourselves, Barcelona, mm. Alaves, and I think a German team. I'm not sure it was, but it wasn't like a Munich or a Dortmund. And the draw happened, and we got Barcelona. And we were watching it on TV, and I was like, yes. But and a lot of people were going, what? I'm thinking, I want to play them. I want to play in the new camp. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's like, because yeah, the other teams were in like big names. So I was like, I've got to play in the you new do, camp, yeah. haven't yeah. you? Yeah, of course you, you know, do. just like, oh. Yeah. Did you, I used to like it going over there the day before. I loved it. And training, training in the stadium. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a, yeah, yeah. You can take it in more, can't you? Yeah. When, when you come off for the warm up in the game, you've got to like. But when you're, in, you're sort of just looking yeah. around, aren't you? But the beauty is, when you play some of them big teams, and when you're playing for United or a big club, 
and in England you're kind of the, and then you come up against these teams and oh, they, nice. this, but they look at you as going, yeah, well, <laughs> we're as big as you, pal. You know, we have a fire, and you go, oh, yeah. this is going to be a battle here. You know, they didn't care. Do you remember when Mick Hucknall trained with us? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember the night before the battle. You struggle against him. <laughs> <laughs> he, kept, he kept dropping in every hole. <laughs> Someone get to Mick. <laughs> Bobby Charlton trained with us one night. Bobby, Bobby was sixty odd. Bobby joined in. Yeah, he did. Night join before the game. Yeah, so it's basically one night we it was the bar, we're playing away in Barcelona. I think it was the night we lost four yeah, nil. It was the night we lost four nil. I didn't think he'd start him. One session, he's straight in. I think the manager got he got free tickets for a concert. I'm sure he did. Yeah, they couldn't all train with us the night before a game. It was quite relaxed. It was nice. I know, but you'd hear, I, I used to hear all that stuff as well. You know, I mean, I know it's the night before, but imagine these lads joining. Tra imagine that happening now. Mm. Let's talk about Arsenal, shall we? Because obviously it's a sore point, isn't it, for yes, Arsenal? Yes, it is. We'll be yes, here all day, won't we? <laughs> I, remember once, I remember when I signed, because obviously they won the league the year before I came, and you have, like you said, you have to win the, you have to win the league to get in it. And we, we ended up, we, I, I wasn't eligible until, until after the Benfica game. We went there and I think... Was that straight into knockouts, right, even then? I think so. I think so. They gave you a two at home, didn't they? Oh, fuck me. It was you know, the thing is, is that we went over... <laughs> I think it was 3-3-1 three, three, at home. That, yeah, no, four, it might have been four. Who was it? Benfica. Benfica. A guy called Isais. Right, when you play over... You know, <laughs> Sounds a good player, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah. I remember the, the, um, the headlines was, cry your Isais out. Like, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know what? It was one of... We, we went over there and I think we, I think we drew with him, Kevin Campbell. Can we score a couple? <laughs> but then they came and they, they fuck it. They, done, they beat us counter-attacking. And I think off of the back of that, that's when George Graham kind of changed everything to make us more defensive. You know what I mean? Because like we got absolutely torn to shreds on the, on the counter-attack at home. We couldn't get near them. And did you have to play at Wembley a few games? Was that, no, that, that, was that a different that was, time, right? That was after, because obviously it, after that, we didn't, we didn't, I didn't get to train it. Funny you, it's funny what you say there, because if you go back sort of, I know you're going back a long time, but obviously Liverpool's success in Europe, a lot of it, they speak about, goes back to Ajax beat Liverpool 5-1, with Johan Cruyff in the 60s, and you know, all this, uh, I'm not sure exactly what year, it would have been probably 60s. Early 70s. No, I think it might have been a little bit, Cruyff's only like about 18 or 19. Right. He's absolutely just ripped Liverpool to bits. Bill Shankly's the manager. And when you think about Liverpool winning years later, it wasn't, I don't think, hugely exciting football with wingers. Because mm. it was really solid going away from home, getting your nil-nil, using the Anfield crowd. A lot of the finals, I don't think, were great spectacles. Yeah, no. You know, Liverpool winning 1-0 in finals or, you know, Roma penalties, I think. Mm. 1-0 at Wembley against, uh, in 78, yes. Kenny Dalglish scores. for the Chip Bruges. Yeah. Uh, winning 1-0 against... Yeah. So, uh, when you talk about that, I think that probably happened to Liverpool sort of 20, 30 years before, yeah. in terms of, like, we can't play the way Did Forrest do. do the same, yeah. though? Did, were Forrest, Forrest a bit like yeah. a clean sheets, Brian yeah. Clough, Peter Shilton? Yeah. Shilton, 100%, yeah. But the away goal was a killer, one. Of course, yeah. The away goal was a killer. I mean, you were done, weren't you? So but, you do, but do you think... I think that was... I, I thought that made your... European football, amazing. So you thought it was better with the away goal? Yes. 100% because yes. one, one goal could take you from losing to winning. Whereas now it's just like, if you get a goal, you go from losing to drawing or drawing to winning. It could just completely When the team tear. scores against you, it knocks you back, doesn't oh, it? It's so yeah. quiet, oh. isn't it? It's so quiet, it's like everybody realises, oh no, they've got an away yeah. goal. I thought it was special, yeah. the away goal. Jeez, I, 
that Leverkusen, there's certain games I, get, I, I know you have to move on and like that Leverkusen and that. I can see, I can still see Ollie's chance in that game. Mm. I stood behind him. You're asking a player, who would you want to yeah. certainly hit the target? And Ollie over the bar. We had one against. And Chelsea. I, I still, I'll bring it up when I see him. No, I still <laughs> mentioned the chance he missed against. <laughs> Forget what it brilliant he was. I went, you. You had to take that chance. Fucking hit the target. Egg. <laughs> <laughs> We need to get Ollie on the podcast, yeah. <laughs> I get Ollie on, I get that in video. Naeem, welcome like, to Stick I've, to Football. Obviously, like, when, with us in the final, when we was in the final, like, you know, the, sec, like, the second year, and Naeem from the halfway, like, it was devastating, because, like, I'd started thinking about, right, I'm going to take take a penalty, I'm probably going to, he's going to probably like, get the fifth foot. Fucking looked over. Naeem's just fuck. You know when you see him just fucking... Is that last minute, Rady? Fucking this, last second. Is that last kick of the time? Last second. Oh, it was God. like to rip your heart out and let you see it before you <laughs> fucking fall over. And he, and the thing is, when he hit it, I just thought, oh, so you looked at the goalie and you could see he was fucking backtracked. He was like, Jesus. And then when you saw it going, fucking hell. Some bit of skill, cried, was that? Wasn't it amazing bit of skill, that? You know something, the opportunism is what I just thought to myself, you know what I mean? You're not expecting it because, I'm, like I said, I'm thinking about, yes, the penalty's OK. Where are you going to put it? Yeah, thinking, and then bam, he does that. And then what happened was is that because... <laughs> I was this side, and all their fans, Zaragoz, they were all down there. And you know when you see other fans erupt, just fucking, I was, yeah. my heart was broken, it's and trampled upon. Because you also, you never played the year before when they won it. No, that's got suspended. That was another one. Like the most ridiculous challenge in the semi final. The fella's fucking going that way, and I'm tackling him. He's going back towards goal, and I tackled him on the line. You were suspended more than me, right here. Who's winning the Champions League this season? Wow. Before, before I ask that, before I I ask that which, which of the English clubs that are left in it? Are, Man City. How are they going to fare? Who's left in it? Remind us of the draw, guys. I think Man City. Remind us of the draw. I think Man City is going to do it. We've got Arsenal against Porto. Right. And we've got City against Copenhagen. We've got PSG, Sociedad, PSV, Dortmund, Leipzig, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, Lazio, Atletico, Inter, Barcelona, Napoli. Oh. I, I think there's only... You can compete with City. That's what I think. That's the only thing. Maybe Bayern Munich, in terms of... They have, they have got names who I think if they go on the pitch, they will not feel yeah. inferior. But did, did City City beat them? They're the, I think they're the best just think over two I don't be think hard it was to that easy. I thought the first game, that first... Um, the, the game that City won 3-0 at home, was it? The first half, it was 3-0 yeah, to City. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. thought Bayern Munich were pretty good in that half. I yeah. was crazy. I thought Bayern Munich... No, I, I agree. I, I think Rodri scores one, doesn't he? Yeah. The keeper should say. Yeah. Bayern Munich were very good in that game. I know it's 3-0 and ends up looking like a stupid statement, but it was closer than that. Mm. Um, I'd, I'd probably... City are favourites. You think City win it again, back-to-back? Back? I don't know. No, I'm not sure. I just don't know. I think that, because you just think in Europe, you know what it's like, something, a refereeing decision or the odd game doesn't go right, someone's just, injured. Just but so strong and I just don't know who can... I just don't think there's that and they've many done it. teams in Europe. Madrid aren't at mm, their best. No. I don't think Munich are at their best. PSG, I don't think... Can Arsenal win it this year? I'd love Arsenal to... Hey, they defend well. And the counter-attack well. If, if we got there in the final with City, I'd feel more confident. But it's just I could see Arsenal losing to a team they should beat. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because like that, that mentality of not feeling the, the European giants. You know, you look at... Our, our, we, we've got to... You've got to be more ruthless um, with the chances. You've got to see games off so you can relax in games. And at the moment, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're not taking those chances, even though in the end... 
we won the game, but fucking hell, man. If we, if we could take those chances, I'd be more confident about going to play these teams because we're defending a lot better. But I'd love Arsenal to get City in the quarters. Interesting. Because I think Arsenal that are one of the few teams yeah. in there who could, That's the maybe thing. could knock City out, but also... Is that for Liverpool for the league? Yeah, because I think, <laughs> as you said before, when you play an English team, everything ramps up in Europe. The, yeah. the, the prayer, everything. Mm. You don't, your league games before and after, it's like this game becomes so big and I think that probably would help Liverpool, but... Yeah. <laughs> don't want, we don't want City to win it again, do we? Jesus. If City got to the final and against somebody, I'd still probably want them to win simply because... How many European clubs have United won? Three? Three. City beyond two. City beyond two. It's too close to comfort, that. Yeah. I wonder we, if Pep's getting we tired. We thought of... we were going to get close to you. be a very long time, though. It could happen quite quickly at some point. No. Liverpool are just made for Europe. They just, if, if Liverpool are in the Champions League, you think they've got a great chance of winning just because of Anfield and... You know, we talk about... What, I is, it think about, about what is it about you? Well, obviously, you've got a great record in Europe, but what is it? What, what is I, I think I think there's a, a belief because it's, it's happened up for before. That emotion, and then it's almost like the opposite in the Premier yeah. League when we'd be going for the league. And you'd almost think, okay, are we good enough? You'd almost like, but in yeah. Europe, you think, at Anfield, we'd take anyone on. Yeah. You know, and you think of the atmosphere and the history, and because you've been there before, yeah. you believe you're going to do it again. It's just like... It's like, yeah. I mean, I mean the, the history helps Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah. And it helps sort of big European yeah. teams. It does get you over the line. And sort of yeah. They do. They do. Even when you, I remember when, you, when City went there not longer. And I, I, was, yeah. I remember doing, a, doing, doing, doing one of the shows I was doing and I was saying, the thing is, is that City, I'm not sure if they understand Liverpool on a European night at Anfield. Yeah. It is different. Yeah. It you know really, what, really is. You know what I think helps? We talk about Anfield in terms of the atmosphere. The size of the pitch... I sometimes think of sort of when you're playing old time, when you play a good European team and you feel like you're chasing, you can't get near them. Anfield's just that little bit tighter, it's smaller. You can get after people. In terms of size, it can't be that it's much. Smaller, it's smaller than sort of uh, an Old Trafford. Old right. Trafford always felt massive. Yeah, yeah. But that much smaller, if you know what I mean. Wouldn't be that. Maybe it's right. a psychological thing. Right. The crowd are right on top of you, but it's definitely, definitely it is definitely way, yeah. smaller. But you feel like you're not going to out football European teams. You feel like we're going to get after them. When, when good teams used to come to Old Trafford and, and they were good and they were at it and you were just off it, there was big spaces. Yeah. There yeah. was big spaces. It never felt like that at Anfield, yeah. if you know what I mean. But in 2005, you know what I mean, especially it was like, what Stevie scored right at the death there with that brilliant strike. The PR cost, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, like, you look at that, that Liverpool side and you just... I remember that Stevie done an interview and he was talking about... Yeah, yeah. You know, he kind of done an interview, he was playing it down, well, you know, we're, we're just getting on with it, you know what I mean? No one, no one fancied Liverpool to get to that final, and then they got to that final, and again... The, the interview, right, he was actually, he was doing the press for oh, that game, so the oh. interview came out the morning of the game. Wow. And he was basically saying, I need to be playing Champions League football, because it wasn't about us winning the Champions League, because if we'd have gone out there, obviously we're not in the Champions League that season, but we were struggling in the league. Yeah. We didn't actually, we qualified because we won it yeah. for the next season. So what he was basically saying is, that we need to, yeah. He was talking about maybe moving maybe leaving, on if yeah. we don't get Champions League football. So, one, we need to win this game and, and stay in it and then see where we go. I sometimes, I, I do, I think a lot about what would have happened there. If, if Stevie's shot goes past the mm. post, there's no Istanbul. I don't think Stevie Gerrard's at Liverpool. I think he moves on. And you just think of you know, the dynamic of that, you know, a local player, where would he have gone? What would we have done with the money? Well, you know what I mean? He might, he might have said yes to me when I went into Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Talk to us about Turin. Mm. 
The game that ultimately everyone says was your best game ever, greatest game ever. Uh, no, I don't. I certainly wouldn't agree with that. But I think it was a brilliant team effort to come back. You came to the some fore. brilliant players, and again, we it's a good header. We should have been, <laughs> we should have been out of it in the first game. If you remember, Juventus was obviously excellent over time. Well, we scored late on to yeah. get an equaliser. Big goal. Two 0 down over it again. The away goals comes into it, and with some brilliant, brilliant strikers, brilliant players, it was just all. That was meant to Talented be. Talented players, right? yeah. Sometimes it's meant to be. You don't go talk about Liverpool, you're talking about that. You don't go 2 0 down to, get to that Juventus team mm, and, come back. and come back. That was the thing that I thought at the time. I always remember Bex that game saying, We'd had a difficult start, the defence mm. down that side. In Zag, <laughs> in Zag. I remember you holding someone on one of the goals. In Zag, something. The ball you had a bad habit. Ronnie Johnson was the same. The ball comes back. Two lads are focused. Somebody's getting in there going, I've got my man. Yeah, he, he was my man that scored. <laughs> I didn't have someone else's man. The ball comes right in. But he ends up putting it in like three yards from goal. It's yeah. weird. Do you know what I mean? It's like, what yeah, do we think? Yeah. You're so close to goal. But anyway, a bit 2-0 down. So you're asking where's your goalkeeper. Is that what you're thinking? No, or? No, just I, you just don't normally expect. He just kept going and going. He's one of them that went past the back post. Oh, uh, Cody, uh, Cody scored in that game, right? Yeah. Cody, Cody yeah. Went in, but before yeah. that, I think there was a deflection down that channel where I don't know if it was Inzaghi off Yap, and it went over Peter's head yeah. and lobbed into the far corner. I was like, yeah. oh my god! And then to be fair, you scored the header. Well, that's where the way goals as a benefit. You go, listen, yeah. if you get back to two, you, you got scored two. the header. Yes. And Bex came up to me, and he never. Bex was quite quiet on the pitch. He said, "Fucking come on, we're gonna do it." And I thought, "Fuck hell!" For him to say that, right, you know yeah. what I mean? I always remember that. But again, you get that momentum in your season. Yeah. I know we keep going back. Liverpool in the FA Cup that early in the season. Yeah. You get little breaks. Juventus, the game should have been done. Juventus let us off the hook in the first leg. Absolutely. Yeah, but, then you, yeah, but then you punished them. That was, of course. That was when the second goal them. goes in, it was... Yeah. You, you, know, know, with, you know, with the final, you know, you're saying about Juventus and you got, like, I... I I swear to God, that was if that was a boxing match, it's fucking... That, 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 that was, that's like fate, fate and sort of like... Cause you know, Roy's not playing, Scholes, Scholes is not is, playing. Yeah. They've, they, I think, I would say they battered us. They probably battered us probably for 75 minutes. They the bar, they the post. Beckham, I watched that game back for the book, I don't know, two or three years ago. Beckham was unbelievable in that game. You know, for some, I, I never feel that Beckham gets the respect he deserves as a player because people say, oh, he's off the pitch mm -hmm. stuff and all that. His performance that night, considering obviously Roy's out, Scholes is out, the responsibility he took that. That night in terms of getting the ball off him, dictating the play, knocking long passes, it was, yeah, it was a, all over the pitch. Yeah. There was a moment in that game though that it changed was when he moved from centre midfield right, yeah. to the wide. It changed. Yorkie went back into midfield with Butty. Giggsy went left. Bex went right, and then we had Teddy and Ollie up front. Teddy and Ollie, yeah. And we ended up four four two for the first time. Giggsy was played on the right that night for seventy five minutes. Never played with Giggs in my life. He never played with me. York was up front with Coley, right. and then Jesper was on the left, right. and Bex was in central, central midfield with Butty, and we were just all over the place. Like the patterns that you see people, like Giggs didn't know where I was, I didn't know where he was. Same in the midfield, it was like Butty Did and Did you Bex. practice that? Or was, no, no, we only found out, well, it'd be a couple of weeks before that Roy and uh, Scholes couldn't play. Scholes, Scholes. But because all the games that we had were like, Last game of the, the FA Cup final, we had the last yeah. game of the league. You couldn't practice your team for the. It wasn't like we had any games in hand to be able to work with. It was like a, a bit of luck at the end and good set piece deliveries. You know, yeah, that's what does, that, does that? I mean, I'm, I still feel bad to this day about you and Scholes not playing that day because obviously, you know, do you still feel that sing, sometimes that little bit of horrible, that horrible uh, feeling? Yeah, you, yeah do. you would do. Your, your standard answers when people ask you, "Oh, well, that's life," but yeah, it's heartbreaking when you yeah. miss a big game like that. But your mindset at the time is. Again, you're United and you're going to be competing. You're convinced you'd probably get back to another final. Yep. Yeah. But you don't. So, yeah, you, you obviously that scored was... the eventually did get back to another one. I did, and that's 
that's the reality and yeah. that's the brutal side of the game, isn't it? But yeah, you would be your you'd be you'd be heartbroken missing you, missing a big you know, game like that. You, you, know, you wouldn't miss it now, would you? Because I think they cancel them, do they? Just before I can't, do they do something? Yeah, now yeah, yeah. Means? You can't be suspended. Oh yeah, just just my luck that. But anyway, but I, again, if we won it or we'll go back to it, I remember I was injured. I anyway, I got injured in the cup final. Don't so were you not? Were you, would you not have been fit for the? Oh man, I was knackered. No, right. No, I was. I was. I think was I. I don't know if I was still on crutches for a few days after the game. Didn't stop me going out in Barcelona. I was going to say, I, yeah, yeah. I don't think you were on crutches no, when I saw you. <laughs> <laughs> I left them in my room. <laughs> I remember. But you're right about like, modern players. I'm rooming with Dennis. So we go away and I, obviously I'm suspended and I'm injured. And I have a couple of nights out and I'm going back into the room and Dennis is kind of having, trying to get some decent night's sleep. And I'm coming back to the room four or five in the morning and I'm not quite jumping on his bed, waking him up, but I bet he's thinking... You know, any chance? Yeah. I was just kind of. You and Scott, you and Scotty went out at lunch on the day of the game, didn't you? Yeah, we were drinks. hungry, yeah. You're going to Corsavell because I always remember you walking back in at like sort of oh, pre-match yeah. and thinking they look a bit rosy. Yeah, I do you know what? Do you know party? Do you know and what it is? Sometimes when we're over and Scotty's the same, you're you're feeling that you're feeling kind of out of it, really. Yeah, you're, yeah, it's yeah. awkward. You're not really involved. So what do you do? Yeah. I remember, the the, I remember when the corners with, with Bex with the, oh, great with the corners. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, you know, when it was happening, you're thinking that something's got to happen now. Yeah. This is it. Man, he put two he put two corners in the fucking... But even when it breaks, I think the Jesus first goal where Bayern don't clear it properly. It's yeah. all a little bit and then little bits of composure. Kicked it, Giggs, kicked it to Teddy, Teddy then booked it in. Remember the defender punching the floor? It was it Cafu? Oh, Cafu. Can you can I say you see with um, Ole? I was doing the same. Ole's, Ole's goal. <laughs> <laughs> with Ole's goal with the because Teddy, I think Teddy flicked yeah. it again. The way he just yeah. he's instinctive, boom. It was just again, you know what I mean? It's just like fuck, people think, yeah, but he's right there. It one, was one touch finish. Oh mate, I was very excited for United that day. You know what I mean? You, you can't help but jump, and then you think, oh fuck. When I look back now, you should you should have lifted the trophy really first time that night. On no, the pitch, I no, think. I would, no, I don't agree with that. Come on with your kit on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gym pads on. No, 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 I don't agree with no? that. No? No, when I see... I, I'm not against other people doing it, or I know the rules have changed, or I think you can't be suspended. For, but at the time, no, I, I would think I would have been... Would you have said no if somebody said... Yeah, I would, I, would have been, I, would have been, I would have been really embarrassed. I would have been cringing, actually. Yeah. Uh, I don't, no, uh, we've been down at the end, me I know, I, I, I But remember. that was like an hour after... That was like really laid into it, where the lads yeah. obviously sent out on the pitch for mm. definitely far too... And even then, it's like, come out, and you're like, really? Yeah. You know, you're cringing. One of my regrets about when we, uh, well, Stevie lifted the trophy, I'm not on any picture. I'm like, <gasps> That's fucking criminal, bro. Why not? I'm at the back, stretching my calf. I'm getting cramp after the game. So when you're like, there's like a shot from up above, and you see like players who have only played Jesus, two games. Jamie. The right back here, a Spanish lad, Josemi, he's like writing, he's on every picture. Yeah. And I'm stretching my calf at the back and I'm thinking, oh my oh, God. Murray, you know so you... whenever I sign the picture, I'm signing fucking yeah. over the whole semi's head. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh... What is the one thing you did that was the biggest factor in you becoming a professional footballer? Oh. Fucking hell. Fucking your mates off, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. But you thing. know something? We were talking about Marcus Rashford last mm. week, weren't we? About having that right group of people around him. And you yeah. say that you, mm. you can't do the things that your friends are doing. So if you're influenced by your friends mm. slightly, some lads, you, know, you do. You, there is that element of, oh, go on then. And that go on then would have done me. 
That do that go on that go on then was it? There was no go on then I was gonna go out. I never I never went out in the first five, six years of my career at United until sixteen to twenty one. Mm. I couldn't. I don't think I could have done. Yeah, and, that's your personality. And I think that to be that's fair your personality, I, I, I think to me it was work ethic. That's work the, and to be fair, love for the club, work ethic, listened, mm. trained, wanted to do well. I think those are things. It, but you've got all the rewards for that, Gary. Yeah, I think, but, the, they're the well, things, yes. but they're the things that, to me, are the biggest factor. So what, what's the question? Well, what's what? the biggest factor in you becoming a professional football player? I think also the other thing, that, sort of like a different level, not on an individual level, but the club at the time, for me, the manager wanted to bring young players through. He was brave. And the big thing was the Blackburn night, I think, changed the whole club where we won the league for the first time mm. against Black, but obviously we won it yeah. the day before, but yeah. that, that, that night was the best night in Manchester United's modern history. It changed the whole club forever, that. Mm. And then people say to me, what's the most important trophy? That is the most important trophy. It unlocked the doors. Mm. We won the Youth Cup and we had belief, but we were coming into a machine of a club that was like, we, we, were, mm. we were confident. We were coming into a dressing room that was stable, confident, was winning. And I think that changed everything. Timing, timing, you'd yeah. player. The, the, the timing, club. And the, the club was made for us at that time. Again, the, the, the dressing room you walk into, the manager you're playing for, I came off the forest, obviously, I played League of Ireland, going to walk with Brian Clough, yeah. give me that opportunity, throw me straight in. You're like, you need someone to give you a break. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to work hard and train hard if you want to be professional football and take that opportunity. Yeah. The dressing room you walked into, we keep talking about senior players being a good example. I walked in, it was, I can't praise Stuart Pearson off. I looked at Stuart Pearson and go, oh, what a top pro he was. If I can't learn from him, Des Walker, different personality, mm. but Des Walker, you'd respect for Nigel Clough. These players are looking and go, if I can learn from what being a professional footballer is all about. And then great messages, mm. great it, messages from Brian Clough. It, it's interesting you say that, Roy, about the sort of like what we came into. And at, at that time, Liverpool had a really talented group of young players. Like, and I, I don't dismiss that they, some of them were as talented as we were, like Matt Manneman and Fowler. Mm. Jamie Redknapp, um, there's probably a couple of others to be fair. Rob Jones, was with Rob yeah, Jones was, involved in that? And their senior players were, were big drinkers. David Tom was it David Thompson? He was a good yeah, player. He was around that time. Yeah, he was a talented yeah. boy. There was yeah, yeah. a real talented group at Liverpool. There was one year where we were pushing us close to the title, I think it was 95, 96. But our senior players, I felt they, they were more professional. Mm. And I felt our senior players were more talented, obviously, but they were more professional. And I felt think as though, so. I, I, think, I think if those young Liverpool players would have come into our dressing room and we'd have gone into that do dressing you think, room. Do you think United lads at the time, go back now, Rob or Brucey, No, Pally. but I think, I, I, I know what you're saying, but I think that the, to me there, was a, there wasn't an excess that was like, would put games in doubt. I think that the Liverpool lads, I always remember seeing a couple of them in cheerleaders. Do you remember cheerleaders? Yeah. <laughs> Vaguely. So, so, <laughs> so cheerleaders Wednesday night. I went a couple of times, right? And yeah. I remember the Liverpool lads were over in the corner. They'd come over to Liverpool at yeah. night. But the United lads would go on probably like at one half, but they were like, I think, four or five on a Wednesday. I don't, but I'll, I'll disagree with that. But you might, I don't know. No, there was I, a few hours out with Sharpie and other lads, and we, and we would be going home at one o'clock. I think, I think, I think we've been unfair to the Liverpool lads as if. You know, I think the difference then? What I think the difference was, and I've spoke about this a few times. This was a team I was almost just mm. getting into on the fringes. And what I would say is the class of 92 had obviously amazing players. But when you were coming into the team, the best players were Schmeichel, Roy Keane, Cantona. Yeah, yeah. Liverpool's lads who came into the team were Liverpool's best players. 
So Fowler was Liverpool's best player, and McManaman. Uh, obviously, Stevie comes in, and you've got Michael Owen as well. So, the, the, who was the senior players then at Liverpool? Well, the, the probably two senior players who I can remember were John Barnes and Ian Rush, absolute legends. But they were like yeah. at the right Neil at Ruddock, the end. Neil Ruddock would have been the centre back. Yeah, but then. he wouldn't have been one of Liverpool's best John players. Scales. No, John yeah, Scales. That's what I'm saying. Scales. experienced players. Was Ronnie Whelan there then? No, he no he left then. But my point was the. the Yous had them, they, yeah. they oh, no, probably guided absolutely. you, yeah. whereas Liverpool's yeah. young lads coming through were almost... Fowler had 18, 19, was Liverpool's best player. Yeah. Same with Michael Owen, same with Steven Gerrard. You know, so it was never like that right. Roy Keane, Schmeichel, yeah. Cantona figure who you sort of looking up to to sort of drag you yeah. along. Yeah. But it's a massive huge. factor, the dressing room that you come into as a young player mm. and the influences mm. and standard bearers in the dressing room is huge. Mm. It's huge. I think these United young lads that have come through in the last five, six, seven, yeah. eight years. If you're a young lad coming through at Liverpool, you've got really good, good chance. Really good chance. Yeah. If you're at City, you've got a really good chance. Whereas if you're at United now, yeah. you're thinking who's guiding that dressing room, who's sorting. When that, I walked that, that when I to United, United I remember I came to, from another that's club. Why Rashford's got to be there. So what I'm saying is, me and Steve, he's, he's, you, he's, 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 he's twenty-six. But he's twenty-six. You, you, who's older than him? Who's above him? Me and Steve came into the team. You then become the leader. You've got to grab it. What age are you captain? What age are you captain? You know, so when did Bruce leave? And when Eric left? When Eric left? So when did Eric leave? Ninety-six, ninety-seven. Right. So what age were you then? I'd have been 26, 26. 26. Yeah. So Roy Keane, only Roy really started to assume the mantle of like the real sort of like, I mean, obviously he was playing unbelievably well before then, but the real sort of like dominant, inspirational captain happened after 26. But Marcus Rashford is nothing like Roy Keane in personality know, or character. I know, but what I'm saying is he has to become, it, Could it doesn't have, become. have to be Roy Keane, mm. he has to do it a different way. Like Stevie Gerrard, completely different player to Rashford. What I'm saying is I was someone who'd be shouting and screaming at people on the referee and, and other players. Stevie did it by sort of like his whole ability and the respect mm. he had from the other players. I'm not saying Rashford's got to go around ranting and raving, but just like his body language and being sort of, you can just feel it when someone, I, someone becomes a leader. I feel like when I'm watching Trent Alexander-Arnold this season, even yeah, though his right. numbers might mm. be the same, it's just a body language, just a yeah, yeah. feeling Actually, that he's got on the pitch. Like, that like, yeah. he's, he's getting old. Well, when I went to United, yeah. Jamie, remember I came in from another club. I had my three years at Forest, again, working with brilliant senior players. But when I went to United and walked in, and again, United just won the league and the momentum was there and obviously the lads are coming through. But I loved it. I loved all the lads in the dressing room. You might go, I know you remember he can play tricks in you, but I, I thought they were all, not all 100% brilliant pros, because yeah. they had like a few pints like everything else. But I looked around and went, what a good group of people these are. But Parks, Andre, yeah. Sharpie, yeah. like, Giggsy, uh, Robbo, these lads were like... You had, you had, you had Brian Robson, Chalky. Steve Bruce, Gary Pallister, Brian The list Blair, goes on. Not, you just asked there, could, I, I, I could keep going on. Inci was brilliant Inci lad. gets forgotten. Yeah, yeah. Even the dressing room, lads. Yeah, he was remember, unbelievable. Remember the dressing room, the cliff. If you remember the cliff, and again, I'd come in and a, a big fee, and at the time, you're going, listen, it's come to United, an expectation, I want to do... Well, I was looking around the group and just even the chat, the banter, our first pre-season, we got to South Africa and I'm going, mm. I, I couldn't believe how brilliant it was. Yeah. And I, again, I'd walk with good pros. I actually think you changed after Incy left because Incy was, I think, you in some ways, not saying he, he was you in some ways in the dressing room. He was the tough love guy in the dressing yeah, he room. Was. Wasn't he? He, was the, he, he was hard with us, but he was always fair with us, Incy. He was tough with us. He literally, if you made a bad pass, he'd get on to us. And yeah. He was massively high standard. But well, you said that about Peter was hard on you. He was, he was. So, so, yeah, no, but, I'm saying, but, yeah, but you could deal with that. There's other lads where we're talking about other, uh, tough love and put your arm around. But at the time... They, 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 but who's they, giving Marcus tough love? They, obviously, that's one of the problems at Man United. There isn't that core of players. And yeah. you're, we're, we're thinking, who is it? Whereas we could just roll off here. Yeah. You just you could mention 
ten players but the who would factor. help the younger players. You're, you're, the biggest... you're, you're, don't, don't forget, last season, you're talking about the Man United team going, they've got leaders now, they've yeah. got Casemiro. Maguire, they've got is Maguire? Mar- no, Casemiro should be dominating Rashford. Is Maguire he? getting hold of him? No, I, well, I, I, I don't think he would be, no, at the Why moment. Not? No, he's not even playing. Well, you don't have to be playing to get a hold of somebody. Exactly. You were casting a Man United towards last year. You said you didn't play. I know, you changed but, the music. Roy, he's been you changed un- everything. Harry's been undermined as a leader in that just by having the captain second off him on it. He's been undermined completely. I get that. He must feel completely dejected by what's happened. But going back to the question, is the biggest factor, <laughs> is the biggest factor in your career then the fact that you came into big dressing rooms and with great leaders? But what about on an individual level? What is the biggest factor in you being a success? I suppose I always keep like that. The hunger was always a big one for me, never relaxing. Even when you thought you'd done well and you won a league title, you go, I want to win more, you get a new contract, I want to keep going. You don't want, again, I always say, don't take your eye off the ball. Mm. Keep, that, keep that focused and yeah. don't, don't, don't relax. Yeah. I, think, I, think don't relax. For, I think for me, it was training the way I played. I think that was a big thing for me. Uh, and that wasn't just me waking up in the morning thinking, we've got to train right. You were that shit all week, were you? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I couldn't help. I had to think yeah. when I was a kid. So that like, that. I wanted to win that. So every day in tra- I couldn't not treat it like a game mm. in training. Yeah. So, listen, yeah. sometimes some lads yeah. have a little day. Yeah. They're just yeah. floating about training. I, that was the big thing for me, training the way I played. Was that every player carrier at Liverpool when you were there? Because that was every player at United, I think. We always yeah. trained like a player. You mentioned where did Liverpool go. I remember I was speaking to Robbie Fowler about where, and he said there was days at Liverpool, so we're saying, how come Liverpool didn't kick on with all these lads coming yeah. through? And mm-hmm. Robbie did say a couple of times, you were in, we maybe didn't train. Like, as well whereas as the one thing I'd say at United, whatever we were up yeah. to or not, when we trained... It was proper, but, but that's, intense, wasn't it? Whether Robbie's saying that in terms of like, because people say, oh, you know, Roy Evans, you know, was a manager, was a little bit weak on the mm. players, and he was the manager who gave me my chance. But I just think that's a personal right. standard of like every day, boom, you know, yeah. just like being aggressive, putting yeah. challenges in. You know, if, I always remember sort of with Benitez, and it used to frustrate the attackers. We worked a lot on sort of being organised. We'd have offside in training. Yeah. And I used to piss Absolutely. the attackers yeah. off. But in my head, I'd be thinking, right, we've got to get the line up, we've got to yeah. drop off. I've got to stop Torres scoring, I've got to stop mm. Suarez scoring. You know, like, and if you had a bad session, you'd be like, oh, the next day, yeah. you'd be like. So I think that was something that meant that I went into every game almost feeling like, okay, I'm right. Because I had to be right. I think me and you were pretty similar like that. Because yeah. you, you didn't have like, no one would say you were unbelievable ability mm. this or you were lightning quick. So everything had to be right for me to perform on the Saturday. And I think the other thing that helped me is the city I'm from in that. A little bit of, not arrogance, but a bit of cocky, that bit of like, I'm better than them, I should yeah. be playing. So I'm, I'd go, yeah, but a bit of, I'd go and speak to Roy <laughs> Evans at 18 and go, well, why is, why is Michael Thomas playing ahead of me? Yeah, I yeah. should be playing. And, and actually believe in it, you know, going mm. onto the training pitch. Well, and, yeah. I think probably, probably coming in as late as I did, it's probably recognising that the opportunity was there. You know, I played a lot of Sunday football. I used to do a lot of training by myself, try to do dog and do stuff. And then when the opportunity for Palace came, it's recognising this is it. This is it. And then having a manager like Steve Coppel, who he saw something, very raw, but he saw something and he was the one who used to always pull me aside and say things about how hard you have to work. This isn't going to be easy because... You've come out of Sunday football, you need to learn how to be a striker, making the runs, linking the play, why you have to hold the ball here, why you have to make that run so he could come in. All these things, Steve Coppel, he instilled in me the hard work that's coming and I wasn't afraid of it. 
because the opportunity was something that I was desperate for since the age, age the of hunger, 10. Right? Your hunger, right? Honestly, it's, uh, the, it's actually, the thing I, what driven me. I, I think you, you obviously played street football mm. and Sunday football, but I think you, when you played for Arsenal, and for England, you played like a street footballer and a Sunday football. You mm. never left that sort of idea that mm. you have to run as hard as you can, yeah. fight as hard as you can, yeah. scrap as hard as you can. You carried that sort of mentality from mm. Sunday football into like the highest level. It's funny because uh, I remember Steve, he, said, he told me something because when you're, when you're playing and you're playing in the build-up play and what they want you to do because you have to link it and I used to lose the ball a lot. And I remember emphasising how important it is for me to keep the ball, but he says, never change the way You've, you you want to finish when you get in the, in the last third. Sh you know, I'd shoot from anywhere. He said, never change that. I, I it was confusing because like, you'd get from, from, the, from the older players, fucking hold it. And then you get from Steve Koppel, good effort. I always remember Rooney and Sir Alex toward the boss towards the end when Wayne started to drop in a bit and he used to he stopped turning and running at people mm. and stopped running behind he became more of a sort of like a link player and passing long right. balls and sort of dropping into midfield and that was the one thing I remember he must have bollocked him I don't know 15 20 times a season for like the last three or four years that I was there for dropping into the left dropping yeah. in he said, get, you, you want him to stay up front and turn at players and take the ball on the back foot and do those yeah. things. Never yeah. lose that bit that made yeah. you sort of like a street footballer. Yes. And it's funny because I remember we played, a, played against, I was playing in a cup against some Artley Pool or whoever it was. And the, the defender just kept going on at me about being a you know, Sunday morning, you're a pub player, you're a Sunday morning <laughs> player. And I remember saying to him, fucking, there's 38,000 here, fucking, I'm big time, you fucking, you know what I mean? Right, it's yeah, like, we, should, we should do a demo right here of me and you on corners. What used to do, you know what I used to do? what you used to do on corners. Gary, you know what I mean? Even when, like, you know the thing what I used to love about him so, is because... So the corner be over there, so be over I'd, there. I'd always be marking right here, right? And he's doing this, right? So, this, hang on, like, like, the thing is, Jake, he's doing all that, but, like, the ball's not even there yet, so even when they're walking over, I can go like that. And he... <laughs> And then I'll have the crowd behind the goal. I'd go like that to him. And I'd go like that. And Gary would go like that. Ooh. And it was like, it was so funny. They'd go, way. But I, to be honest, I never scored one. Because he's always holding, you know? Like you're saying, he's fucking holding you. There's other players scoring, you know what I mean? He's... Yeah, but still, I wanted to score. I wanted to say, because I used to, like, the, there was something about him and Phil that used to annoy me. I don't know what it was. Remember what I used to call you? Know, he's a fucking chuckle brothers here. You know what I mean? That's, that's the thing. I don't know what it was, because they were so serious. Jedward. Yeah. <laughs> But like they was they were so serious. And because at the time, you know, obviously being as jealous as I was of Man United, because they were so good. They were so good, you're kind of jealous of them, and it was tough. Never had an easy game against them. It was brilliant. I loved it. I loved it. I loved being at that level. Just loved playing against them in those games. Which player that you've played with, and it's a difficult question, this it might be so do you feel had the hunger? All, we've all talked about hunger and hard work, preparing, training, working hard. We've all talked about those same qualities. Which player do you feel that had those qualities, but then, I don't know, got a big contract or something, they won a trophy and then went, and you saw it go straight away? Anybody you can think of? Anybody? No, not... not what, 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 in and around who I played with? Yeah, just where you think you can just see that, like, sort of thing, it's gone yeah. a little bit there. Sharpie was a bit laid back, wasn't he? Was he? Yeah. Sharpie's very laid back, but this is a good guy, but maybe Sharpie would be first to admit that maybe he, with that little Could bit of success... Could have done more? Maybe. I think Sharp would be honest enough to say that because Sharp, he was so laid back. And he was, the manager he was, was always on yeah. his case, you know. And yeah. to be fair, again, obviously, when the Leeds got a bad injury. But I think Sharp, he might look back and go, 
And, and I think he'd be the first to admit it that he did. Because he got, I mean, before, other people, people may remember, may not remember, but before Giggsy came in, I mean, he was literally like the sort of... Oh, was a Torquay, he was, was a Torquay. Yeah. And he went to United. He scored that goal, didn't he? Arsenal, it was a three-hat-trick yeah. at Arsenal yeah, in the league. He murdered us. Yeah. And he literally was like the poster boy, wasn't he? He murdered us. So I think Sharpie would be, would say that maybe he didn't have that real hunger and desire to, to maintain that over a long period of time. Mm. I think at Liverpool, I can't think of someone in terms of, of that, but I've seen players drop off. You know when someone comes into your club and they make a brilliant start and all the fans are getting you know, excited, everyone's thinking, this is a play, and I'd always think, see what he's like when he has a little bad spell. Yeah. You, you, you know, that thing of, can you get through that? And that was the thing that I felt, certainly playing for a big club, the scrutiny, supporters, the press, and that I always thought someone was a... I thought, well, he's got something about him. If he goes through that sort of couple of months that we all go through where you think it's not happening for you, you go out the team, you come back in, the crowd are on you a little bit. Can you come out the other side? And I always felt there was probably two or three players I can think of who thought, we all thought we've got a star when they first come in. And that first little bad spell, you think, oh, they don't ever actually get back. They almost don't want to be in the team rather than going... I'm going to embrace this, come on, let's have it. You, like you know that? Yeah, You're yeah. talking about managers looking right, giving you tough love. I go back to Sharpie. I remember he, he got interviewed recently. He was on, you know, when he was scoring goals, Sharpie was into mm. all the dance and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, he, and he was, good. and he really enjoyed his football yeah. and off the field as well. And he said towards him when the manager, he always says when Ferguson was having a go at him, he went, and he said, admit it, he went, I just stopped listening at the end. You know about that tough love or a manager, mm. and he went, I just stopped listening. Yeah, because blank. anymore, yeah. Yeah, so. mm -hmm. it's funny. Like, that, yeah, but you said I, I, that was with George Graham. In the end, I just, you know, he's just like talking. He's just talking at you. He's, I'm not even listening no more. He was too. I, you know something? I'm not even going to complain. You know, he was the one that put me on that um, that stage with Arsenal, and we get on very, very well. But like, um, it was it was tough to the point of, you know, you'd be driving home, and I'm like, fucking hell, man, it surely can't be like this. It shouldn't be like this. Fucking hard. I can't you know, work any harder than I am yeah, in training. Do, do, I can't do, do any more. Do you know why I think the boss was unbelievable for 20-odd years? Because, one, he stayed out of training all week. And, you know, he never got involved in training. He never heard his voice, actually, during the week that much. He'd certainly never heard it in a sort of, like, a forceful way, I'll do this, I'll do that, because it was always kiddo, mm. Carlos Queiroz, Steve McLaren, Rennie Moulinstein, all those people. So he never heard his voice during the week. And then, all of a sudden, he changed his assistant manager every three, four years, so he had yeah. a different voice. I think managers who are coaching every day, if they're on the pitch every day, and, the, and then you're on the same voice yeah. on Saturday, it's like, do you know what I mean? I, I don't know if that was the same with like, but yeah. I, 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 we, we didn't get the same voice. We literally had, didn't hear his voice that much. For, what we, for, we, we, for the majority of my career, you'd think of sort of Julia and Benitez, foreign coaches. They weren't managers, they were coaches. Yeah. So I'd, I'd, it'd feel strange to me if you come on the training pitch and the manager wasn't there. It yeah. almost he was like there, he was there. I know he's yeah. there, but if he's not, he's not like, Something almost like having a supply teacher come in, you yeah. know, when it's just like that. I'd always feel a bit weird if the, if the manager wasn't there. So listen, obviously. But I'd be fine. Well. Do I? Before I had it with Brian Clough, Jack Chat. I, I I played for certainly three, two or three great managers who'd done literally no coaching during the week. Yeah, and I loved that. I I, I didn't want to hear the manager all the time. Mm. And then on a Saturday, where you're thinking, this is yeah. what obviously come alive, come, yeah. come alive, and the business starts. So again, it goes to show whatever you've been brought up with or whatever managers you were. And Brian Clough was the same. You'd be very rarely see Brian Clough, or if training was gone on, he'd be in the background. Yeah. The same at United, right? Do you think that actually happens now? Because the reason I mentioned because it was a foreign thing. I think probably most managers in those days probably Lost didn't change, do too no, much James, training, surely. but even does the British Klopp, coaches... Does, 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 Klopp, does, Klopp do, does Klopp do most of the sessions during the week? 
Listen, they've got two or three people. I'm sure it gets split up, yeah. but I don't think Jurgen Klopp sort of sat in the office. No, no, he'd be down on the pitch, I'm sure. But is he... Yeah, oh, no, I, th I think he would be involved. Like, but yeah. I think the ownership... I, I think ownership... I, I think ownerships yeah. want to see somebody out there. Mm. Co I think it's more... Yeah. A lot of the owners... If, if, if you're involved at a club known as a manager with that style and obviously not with that power where these managers mm. have won trophies and he's just coming in and doing one or two sessions, I bet they're going, no, we want more than that from our... Mm. A lot of... It's the job titles now for a lot of managers now is head coach. It's yeah, not the you know manager. Yeah. Saying, so you better do some you, coaching. So you look at, at Pep, and even the, again coming off the pitch the other day, he's he's still. Yeah. I can't see him not being on there every yeah. day. Oh no, I, I, no, I, no, I, I literally can't. You know, I look at him how he is, and he looks quite intense, and it, it gives it makes me nervous. No, if I had to if I had to work under him, he makes me nervous. Do you, do you know the best things that I, I obviously I don't see what Klopp does any day of the week, but one of the best things that I think he does, and I've just remembered it, is standing in the warm-up in the other He stands <laughs> there six foot yeah. three yeah. and he literally stares Stare at the opposition at the closest point to them where the team are warming up and he make, he's looking at them right in the eye. He does it. Unbelievable and why is he yeah. doing that? He does it I think it's intimidation. He, he it's it's intimidation. No, Why does he, does he say what I think he, he has been. I think, yeah, he will have been It's asked. intimidation, I think. He, he literally he stands makes, there like he, menacing. I, think he, I remember the interview, he, he got asked about it and he sort of said it wasn't for that. He just wanted to see what they were doing or whatever. But he definitely... Listen, I, it's I don't believe that. <laughs> but he definitely... He said something about playing Dortmund in, the, in his first season at Liverpool. He played Dortmund in Europa League. And he said... If I've got it rightly, I'm sure he said something about like that was definitely to sort of let them yeah. let them know I'm I'm the Liverpool manager. I'm not Dortmund anymore, and, and like I'm you know because to them he's he's a god, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Klopp, he's just left, and he definitely said there was something in that. Uh, I mean, what I have seen other managers where they've got a good relationship with him go and speak to him. I've seen David Moyes do it a lot, and I think that's actually quite a clever thing to yeah, do. Yeah. You're actually go and I'm joining him, yeah. and we're having a little chat, yeah, so, so he's not actually looking at the. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen. I've seen... <laughs> I don't know if he gets on well with Moyes, but I've seen Moyes do it a couple of times and I think, I have looked at it and thought, I think that's what I'd do if I was a manager, I'd go and speak to him to make sure he isn't almost like he's the players don't feel it. like you know, he's got his eyes I, I, on them. I thought the boss, I mean, obviously you were captain, so you'll know this, that he basically, you couldn't go out, could you, until he was at the front of the actual dressing room at the door and literally he would be, he'd wait for every player to go yeah. past and he'd be looking down the corridor mm. at the referee's room and the away dressing room. Sir, Sir Alex. He'd be literally staring, he'd, he'd be stood waiting at the door You'd be Roy Keane, mm. waiting to come out and literally be staring down the corridor at the referee's room and the away dressing room and he'd, every single player would walk past him and he'd shake the hand and look that it, it was every week. I didn't realise it happened actually that much until I became captain and Roy left, obviously. So was that his, that was, his uh, intimidation? Was absolutely. I realised when I was captain, because like, say some of the players out there at the back and say, wait, 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 you, you're looking, you're seeing what he's doing. And I thought, he's fucking absolutely eyeballing. Mm. The referees. I remember doing an Anfield the first time I yeah. played against Man United, at Anfield, and Anfield's tunnel's really small, yes. and it did feel like there was a huge yes. presence there. All mind games, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. I always remember one. That was John Gregory. I always remember this, and he did the same at Villa. And coming out, I don't know what you're laughing at, but we Villa were top. Of, remember Villa started the yeah, season yeah. just top you of the league, flying. and we hadn't started that well, and we we conceded goals, and I always remember being in the tunnel and shouting really loud, saying, clean sheet, you win the game, clean sheet, you win the game. And it was, it was in your head. You're yeah. going out thinking, but he, he had that sort of, like, yeah. cockney, wasn't he? Probably yeah. a bit flash or whatever. <laughs> but I just thought, he was. He's it all flash. <laughs> <laughs> but it always, it always sticks to me, man. I was only a young kid going out thinking, oh, hell, yeah, he's probably right. He's <laughs> score. We won 4-2. <laughs> 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 I knew there was a good ending here. Yeah, yeah. They beat us 5-0. Right, well, that's it.
Unless there's anything else we want to get off our chests. Um. I always feel it's sad at the end of an episode. It's nice, isn't it? After, once it starts and then you, when you get in. Yeah, but you're on about defeats in Europe mm. and disappointment. It's, you know, Has it brought you down a little bit? Yeah. No, 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 not me. You know what it does? When we, when we, I, I always, I always, it always makes me feel, I, I wish I was back in the, I want to be back in the dressing room. I wouldn't want to be back in there in a, a coaching and as a player. Why do you come and be Carl's assistant at Salford? He's <laughs> <laughs> done that. I've done that at MK Dons. I remember with Carl once, I've never seen um, a manager when I was there, you know, you know what? The year what I done at MK does made me say, oh, I can't be a manager. Can't be a manager. You when did you look a full at the year. You, you were there yeah, whole year. Yeah, yeah, I was there a whole year, and I thought, nah, it's 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 not for me. <laughs> and I remember one time, I can't remember. It might have been Preston, and like it's like right, we're walking like this coming off because it's half time, and you know, it's like normal. This like normal talking. And we're walking. I say okay, and then he went in the dressing room, and his fucking head exploded. <laughs> it went red like a cherry, and he. He blasted into these players to the point, and then he told them to fucking get back out. You know what I mean? And that, when they came out, and he went back to me like normal, like, yeah, yeah so, and, uh, like, to look to me like, so, yeah, so, right. And I went, Carl, you can't fucking do that, bro. You're gonna, you're gonna have a heart attack, man, if you're gonna carry on going from zero to 100, and then going back to normal. That cannot be good for your body, my friend. And I had to say that to him because as good as he is as a coach, when he gets angry, it's scary. I said, is this what it does? Is this what it does to you? Because if I get into a place where I'm a manager and I get to my angry place, I don't know what's He's obviously happen. not listening. He got sent off about two weeks <laughs> after about a He's minute. calmed down a lot. He's calmed down a lot. But like, he's, he's, he's very good. But like I say, I have no qualms. You know, people say, yeah, well, you're always on there talking about management and this and that. I said, it's not for me. I will not be able to deal in that place. I wouldn't be able to work in that environment. I cannot do it. But as a player, love to be back in the dressing room. C can we have our weekly update on you, Ryan? Any conversations in the last couple of weeks about getting back into it? Or yeah, what's no, going nothing? On nothing? All quiet? Uh, I think you know I'm, I'm losing sleep. I think it's thinking thinking over. I don't think uh, I'll be here for a while, I think. <laughs> Something happened? What's happened? So come on, Ryan. Something's I can tell your eyes. <laughs> I know your eyes. I could tell. Oh, there yeah. is something because I, you could tell, I, when you start smiling and doing that face. Someone's, someone's tried to set the piss out of you, haven't they? I could, well, people do that all the time, Gary. <laughs> Out <laughs> it end? All the time, yeah. <laughs> no. no, I don't know. Well, I, joke, well, we're talking about going back into management. Yeah, I think the longer you, you're out of it and the more you think. The last few chats we've had about going back to it, even before Frank came in, you do ask yourself, and I'm, I'm, I'm swaying out towards. Not going back into it. Yeah, I just think it's not. It's not worth the hassle and uh, people constantly uh, disrespect you or whatever. Sometimes it's offers. I can't see where the time joy wasters. is. Where's the joy in the, in the management? You're looking at Pep, who's ultra successful. I remember watching Wenger when he was successful. You're looking at Klopp having to come out now. You know, saying he's exhausted. Where's the? When did they actually get joy in what, and what happens? Doing? Whatever about Pep's level, Pep and Klopp and all these boys. But when you go down a certain level and you, you, you have any sort of chats or discussions about going back into work, I'm not joking you. I tell you do, do, do people think you're like, everyone thinks you're so desperate and you sign anything. Mm. And I know the managers out there doing that. Absolutely. Well, that's and why they can do that. I'm the cutting people. Yeah, yeah. I've just come up with a TV concept. The four of us are going to go in 
a manager club for the last three weeks of a season. <laughs> right. It, any clubs in the 92 Prem, uh, Premier League and EFL want three weeks, a management weeks, team to go long? in. Three weeks. Just, you can... Who's honest, what role? Who's the manager? Who's yeah, 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 let's get that right. What's my role? <laughs> <laughs> These <No>. roles. <laughs> and you, t- you, can be, you can be manager. Cheers, Gary. You can be, manager, you can be assistant manager because you've done that before. Yeah. We'll be the, a- be we'll be the analysts yeah. that will do opposition and <laughs> you know, the Monday night football. So, so we'll prepare them for the like sort of the, the, the post-match, the pre-match. Mm-hmm. We'll do that. So we need to do all the work they get the glory. <laughs> 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 right? No, like three weeks, end of a season. I think we should offer our services up to a club to have a little bit of a go. Because I, I think that just to have that little three weeks of a taste of it would be nice, actually. Just to see what it's like. Yeah. Just to go in a dressing room. I don't want to do it full time. I've no interest in doing it. Would that, are we up for it? I want to it do is. I'd want to, no, it have to be Sunday morning. We have to get no. Some, yeah, I'd love I to do that. Sunday. I went to watch a Sunday morning game the other day. It was unbelievable. I, Forest Green? No, I can't do that, just in case we get, we get them too many points. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, go. Let's get Forest Green. Forest Green, you know, they'll, they'll take us. Definitely one. We'll go in there and give them some love. They yeah. obviously need it like them lot. Chairman, out there. What an offer. Mm. Let's do it, Roy. Four of us. Do we get paid? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Brilliant. Another week. Right. Well done. Good. Well done. Gary, well love done. you. Well Jamie. Well right, well I like this jacket on you. Thank you. Nice. Nice, isn't nice. Yeah, very nice. Jellies on it. Can you get a picture? Of course you can, bro. Of course you can. Can I get my lemons in? You're a lemon. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>